Hello and welcome to another episode of What We Should Have Learned in School. I'm your host, Amy Leo, and I recently got back from a five-day silent retreat, and I wanted to share a couple of insights I had throughout the course of the week. The first one was there was 1,500 people, so that's 1,500 people at this retreat, so it was one of the biggest things I've ever gone to in the field of, I guess we'd call it personal development or spiritual growth or something like that. And one of the things that really stood out to me is how personal we all tend to take the things that we witness in the course of our lives. We take it personal as if it's something we caused or we take it personal as if we're a victim. And how the retreat was set up, I say this because how the retreat was set up is that there were two sessions a day, basically, where folks could ask questions of the teacher. And almost every question over the course of five days, two times a day, so 10 sessions, lasting almost over two hours every time, involved different individuals coming up and being really paralyzed by their by their brains, basically, by their perception of the world, by their feelings of what have, has happened to them in the past, their fears of the future, their anger with the, the state of mind they currently were in at the moment, you know, their desire to feel or experience anything other than what they were currently feeling. And so much of this was irrelevant. As I've said, I mean, the past has passed. It's called past for a reason. To to continue to dive back in there in the present moment only really contaminates the present moment for folks. And I see this in my practice a lot when I'm speaking with a new client. And let's say that they're in a pretty good mood. They're having a pretty good day. Now, if I'm to ask them to relive the traumas of their childhood or things that have happened to them, what do you think is going to happen? Their mood is going to plummet. They're going to be back in that space of fear and pain and anxiety and suffering. And the only reason that they would experience that is because they bring the past memories through time. So if I didn't ask them to tell me about what had happened to them, and they came into me, came into the office already in a good mood. They weren't thinking about the past. And I asked them to think about the past. I'm really doing a disservice to them in that moment. Now, there are times when folks will come to me and they themselves will bring up the past. And I'll listen. And yet, I never try to work with someone to fix something that's happened in the past. Because we can't really do that. We can only work together, explore what's going on behind the hood of the human experience, explore what the present moment holds, explore who they are right now in this moment, and go back to, I always go back to the mechanics of what it is to be a human being. I always go back to the principles because that's where a lasting sense of understanding and grace and change tends to come from in my experience. Now, I'm not dissing any psychotherapists or mental health counselors out there that use the method of going into the past. There are people doing great work everywhere. But for me and what I've seen about the human condition is it tends to do 
more harm than good. And so, and largely that's because it's, it's feeding into the reality of that personalization of, you know, we're, we're, we're so obsessed in this culture with blaming people, places, or things, shaming people, places, or things. And most of the people that I work with, they tend to blame and shame themselves most, most intensely of all. So of course that leads to depression and anxiety. It's not a comfortable space to live in. So if we, if we subtract, if we delayer the need for blame and shame or, or why we became the way we became and instead lean into how the human system's working in order to create more flexibility and freedom right now in the present, tangible hope in the present. That to me is a worthwhile investigation for every human being. And perhaps if you're a therapist, that is worth investigating for you. If you can hear this on a level where you're not reacting so strongly uh, with, with a strong opinion of what I've said, because it goes against much of the training and, and also what some people's experience are with bringing people to the past. Maybe they feel they've experienced good results. Maybe they have. So that is the biggest thing that this personalization and, and ultimately the thing is, I, I don't know any human being that's gotten out of being human, no matter what their circumstances are whether they're a famous millionaire or they're someone that's struggled with trauma in the past or currently struggles financially. Every human being I've ever met experiences some things in life they don't want to have happened, some feelings and sensations they don't want. So how can we begin to get a better understanding of that and realizing the temporary nature of all of this? The thoughts, the memories, those are temporary. Those are changing all the time. What's not temporary? What's not changing? It seems to me one of the only consistent things about being human is that change is inevitable. Changes in circumstance, changes in mood. And so what is it that can observe that change within us though? Because there's, there's a place to start investigating a place of awareness where you start to see the fluctuations and you start not to be so frightened by when you are in a low state of mind, because you start to realize that it does always shift at some point, even if it shifts a little bit, there's still fluctuations in the day. When people begin to be more aware of that, they start to notice the shifts may even be a little bit bigger than they originally thought. Even clients of mine that have had depression, let's say for over 10 years, they begin to notice that there are fluctuations in the day. Watching a comedy with their friends or by themselves even, they're laughing, they're having moments of laughter or they're having moments where they're not so caught up in the, the sensation of being depressed and feeling hopeless. Our world is so loud and noisy and so opinionated that I really invite you to play around with this notion of, of being still. Play around with this notion of just observing what's going, going on within yourself. If you start to do this, that's already a broader perspective than most human beings on this planet ever have. They're so pulled by the thoughts and impulses in their head 
that there's no space. They don't realize that it's, it's thought in the moment. They think it's reality in the moment. And so another reason why I wanted to talk about this subject is because there are a couple areas for me that are quite sticky still. And one is around music and I'm auditioning for the voice of Finland. And before the retreat, I really like took that very seriously, right? This has been my childhood dream. I have a lot of thinking, a lot of fear, a lot of hope, a lot of desire in singing. And yet I realized that whether you, whether I make it through the voice of Finland or not, it's really irrelevant because it's not going to stop me from singing and making music, number one. And number two, when we're so obsessed about reaching goals as a mean for happiness, there's always going to be another goal in front of us and another goal in front of us. And we're under the illusion that meeting more goals will bring us more happiness, and that's not the case. And you can read the stories of the rich and famous to know that that's not the case. And I'm sure there's examples also in your own life. Things that were so important to you when you were 15 are not so relevant now. So we ourselves as a person are changing. So what is consistent? What has stayed with you from the age of five to now? Your personality has probably changed. Your life goals have probably changed. Your opinion about the world has probably changed. A whole host of beliefs have probably changed. What you believe right now, your big problems right now, or your big goals will probably not be the same as what they'll be in 10 years. So 10 years from now, you, you, you might look back and, and completely forget some of the problems that you felt that you had right now. So I keep inviting you into this space of greater neutrality and, and, and just detaching just a little bit from our personal stories and and the, the the impulse to take everything so personally what someone says or doesn't say what thoughts come into your head what thoughts don't come into your head what your mood is what your history is we make it so personal and what if that really isn't the case life just is things happen in life we can't explain Things happen in life where there's not a victim and there's not a perpetrator and there's no reason why. Certainly there's nothing within you to blame. Because we couldn't have known what we know now about things that we feel bad about in the past. We didn't know. So to go back and beat ourselves up, it doesn't make any sense. We didn't have the information that we have now then. We perhaps didn't have the, the spaciousness to, to make clearer decisions then. Perhaps our, our reality bubble was so skewed and filled with muck and anger and depression or sadness or, or ego or righteousness that we really couldn't see clearly or make clear decisions. But that's all in the past. And, and that's the exciting piece. There's always the opportunity for a life-altering insight to occur and for you to lean into this new way of being in the world, this more neutral way of being, this, this much more scientific way of being in the world. So that was a lot today, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I really invite you to start noticing when you're speaking with other people, how, how personal you take things and, and, and it's easier sometimes to see in other people. So start walking around your job and, and noticing how people are so engaged in their own story and they think that you care as much as they do. 
and you don't. And perhaps when you're telling people your personal story, it's kind of the same thing where, where they're not really as invested or perhaps sometimes even interested in your version of events as you are. So there's space there for, for a broader perspective and a much more useful life and, and a little bit of a less reactive, scary experience of, of life. I will speak to you again next week. Again, my name is Amy Leo. You've been listening to what we should have learned in school. You can learn more about me at amyleo.com. Until next time, stay curious. It's really important. <laughs> oh, take care of yourself and keep rocking. I'll see you again next week.